Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so excited that we are connecting here for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about fourth dimensional thinking. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this before, but I do believe this subject is going to bless you. As always, this is a teaching podcast, so go and get your Bibles and something to write with and take some notes because I think this show is going to be very informative for you. We want to start here in Romans chapter 4, and we want to start at verse number 17 and use this as our launching pad here. The scripture says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they were. I want you to underscore that where it says who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they were. Now, let me give you the definition of fourth dimensional thinking. And I just read it to you in the verse. Fourth dimensional thinking is calling those things which be not as already existing. So we want to get in here for a few moments and really talk about how we can develop this fourth dimensional thinking because you have to be in a higher level of consciousness to be able to call those things which be not as they are already existing. And so your mindset has to understand and know that when I'm calling for something, it exists somewhere. It may not be right here in the physical realm, but I'm looking in the supernatural realm and I'm able to call those things which be not as though they are already existing. Now, let me talk about quickly here what third dimensional thinking is so we can have somewhat of a contrast between the two. Third dimensional thinking is past present and future. So we achieve this by our five sensory perception, what we can taste, what we can see, what we can hear, what we can smell and touch. Because many times we are very good at this way of living because we've been trained to observe the world through this medium. But if we're going to move into fourth dimensional thinking, we must see our past, present, and even our future as one, which means that I can call my past and my future together in my present situation and say my past won't harm me and my future will be great. There are many people who live in their past and they can't move forward because of the things that have hurt them. But I always tell people, don't let the pain of your past punish your present and paralyze your progress. We've got to learn how to think fourth dimensionally. And this is how Jesus lived. He understood and realized that whatever I need, I have access to it right now. Because fourth dimensional thinking is right now thinking. And whatever I need, I can call. I can kaleo it 
into my right now and everything that I need, I can get access to. See, carnal-minded people are reactors. This is how you know that you are carnal-minded, that anything that happens in your life, you react to it. Something on the news, you react to it. Somebody does something wrong to you, you don't like, you react to it. And don't get me wrong. Most of us are reactors, and that's part of the problem. We can't be like most people. Don't react to things when you realize who you are and the power that lives inside of you. I'm talking about that raw power of God that lives inside of you that can, again, call everything that you need into your now season. When you really realize this, you won't be reacting to everything. Many times we react because we don't have access or we don't feel like we do. We just feel like we're just a victim of circumstance. We have no other recourse. This is happening to everybody. But you got to move on up and move a little higher into this fourth dimensional thinking and say carnally minded people will die in certain situations. But you don't want to die in certain situations. You want to live in every situation that you find yourself in because it's just another opportunity for you to begin to think in the end. And that's what Jesus did. He realized that I'm a thinker and I'm always moving forward into things. I'm a forward thinking person. And those people are hard to find. Forward thinking people have the ability to look over into another realm. And say, my day is going to be blessed because I see something. My future is going to be bright because I see something. This situation can't harm me. I'm not going to get frustrated about it because I see something. Carnal-minded people, all they see is what somebody is doing to them right now. So I want you to move into this level of thinking. All right? Now, our inner conversation is what holds us up from seeing this from God's point of view. The inner conversation is what we say to ourselves when we're going through the trials and tribulations of life. And I also want to tell you this. It's not what everybody else says about you. It's the self-talk that you say about you. And I'm going to talk about this here in a few minutes because I think it's important that that self-talk got a lot to do with the programming that we watch and that the things that we let into our life. We have the mind of Christ, but we don't always operate in it like we should. So Christ-minded people think for themselves, guided by the Holy Spirit. I often say this too as well. You got a brain, so use it. You got a mind. So allow the Holy Spirit to think through that mind that you have. We have to invite the mind of Christ into our mind. He's just not going to come in and just take hold and just do what he wants to do. As some people suggest, because you have a will. And if you don't want the mind of Christ or operate like Christ would, he's not going to bother you. He'll watch you just go down. But you have to, again, I want you to hear this clearly, invite the mind of Christ. Invite this fourth dimensional thinking into your life because I promise you it will bless you. Now, when I make a decision, it's done even though on the outside things are still the same. This is this fourth dimensional thinking that I'm talking about. Every time I make a decision about the things that I want, what I want to be, what I want to do, what I want to have, I want you to know that a change has happened on the inside. That's this fourth dimensional th thinking that I'm talking about. And even though things 
again, have not changed. Don't get discouraged by that. People get discouraged too easily because they don't see the manifestation of the very thing that they want to be manifested in the physical realm. But you've got to understand and know it has happened as a real fact. So every time I call for the end result, every time I make a decision to call those things into existence, it will happen to me. Things have just changed and now I'm thinking fourth dimensionally. For example, I want to change my career. I want to go back to school. I want to do this. I want to do that. The first thing you need to do is make a decision. And there are a lot of people that are afraid to make decisions, but I want you to be a great decision maker. You need to say to yourself, I am a great decision maker. As a matter of fact, say it right now. I am a great decision maker. And once you make that decision, all the ways and means and the people that you need to meet for your career to get started or to change certain fields in your life, you will meet those people. Again, you'll get up in the morning and you'll feel led. I need to go to the store. I need to go here. I need to go there. And that person, that decision maker will be right there with you. You've made a decision and they've made a decision and you guys hook up and meet up together. That is not by coincidence. That is by divine providence. That is because you are hooked up in the realm of the spirit and you connected with the person because you made that decision and the Holy Spirit will do the rest, but you have to make a decision. Now, the traditional way of getting a job and a career is picking up the phone and calling this one and that one and putting in a resume and hoping that it gets to the right person and the right desk. But that takes too long. We got to start living our life the way Jesus did. He was led by the spirit. He didn't have to go to this person and find this person. He just knew where he needed to be. And he knew once he got there, all the situations and the people and who he needed to minister to and the resources that he needed would be there once he got to that particular place. And that's how we have to live our life. And that's what fourth dimensional people can do. They look at the end and they say, I see my end successful. So I'm going to call it into my now and begin to operate and move because I have a Christ mind. And this excites me. I hope it's exciting you because many times we live in this world and because we are affected by so many things that are going on and we drive all of our experience outside of us, inside of us, it begins to pollute the power of God that is in you and I. But again, we've got to understand who we are. I've said this at nauseum. Understand and know who you are in God and the power of God that is inside of you. There's no reason to be struggling at all. There's no reason to be in poverty. There's no reason to be confused. There's no reason to be dejected and oppressed and depressed and all of those things that come against us. Now, I don't have my head in the sand and I'm not saying to you that things don't happen and you're not challenged in life. I realize that. But understand when you are facing a challenge, You've got the answer on the inside of you. You don't think like everybody else thinks. You don't see things the way everybody else does. You don't react to things the way everybody else does. Why? Because you are in control. 
So I want you to practice this because practice will make you better. So if you want to change certain things in your life, all you got to do is say what you want and then allow the spirit of God. Listen to what he tells you to do because he knows who you need to meet and who you need to talk to. And before you know it, you are right there with that person and they have the ability to open up a door for you and get you back in school get you to the career you wanted, or they may know somebody that you need to talk to. So I didn't have to get on the phone. I didn't have to waste my gas money and drive down to a certain job and stand in a long line. No, we don't have to do that. I want you to learn to live in a higher plane of consciousness because this is where Jesus lived. This is where he operated. And fourth dimensional thinking people, they have the ability to move in a realm of faith and see unexpected blessings happen in their life. These are unexpected things, things that just don't happen to normal people. But again, you are not normal because you come from God. Everybody does, but they don't understand how to flow in this anointing and in this power. They don't believe in it. Again, they just feel like I got to do what everybody else is doing. But no, you don't. So let's put that to bed right now and say, I'm not going to allow one more day of my past to hinder me and stop me from thinking in a higher plane of consciousness. All right. Now, fourth dimensional people say I'm the problem. So let me correct my mindset and win. This is how you know you're a fourth dimensional thinker. You don't blame everybody. You say, let me correct my mindset and move into a place of a winning attitude. Third dimensional people don't do that. What they do, they blame other people. They blame the mayor, they blame the governor, they blame the president, they blame the Democrats, the Republicans, they blame so many people, but they don't understand that that stuff cannot hinder you if you don't let it in. Don't let in what everybody else is saying about your life into your mindset. You've got to correct your own mindset. When you are thinking negatively, correct your own mindset. Own it and say that is not good thinking. Let me think according to this mindset and win. You might want to write this down. Agree with God and win. Just agree. Don't disagree. Agree with God and win. When he's putting something into your thought process and something that you need to think about is because he wants you to win. Agree with God and win every time. Don't agree in a third dimensional realm. Don't agree with what people are saying about the economy. Don't agree with what people are saying about this or, or whatever is going on in the world. Because every day you wake up, somebody else is talking about something else that is bad. And I don't know about you. I'm sick of it. So I don't allow that stuff to get in my mindset. You got, I'm telling you, you have to be blind and deaf to everything that's going on in this world. And if you do that, and you choose to plug into the mind of Christ and plug into things that are positive and plug into things that the Lord is saying about you and believe that by faith, I'm telling you, it will change your life. Now, let's go to John chapter 11. I want to give you a few scriptures that I think will help you think fourth dimensionally. I want to talk here quickly about Lazarus. In John chapter 11, verse number four, notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, his sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of the Lord, 
that the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. Now, if you read the whole balance of this story, I'm going to cite it, but if you read the whole balance of this story in John chapter 11, we know that Lazarus had died and he loved Mary and he loved Martha. He loved them all. But Lazarus has died. And when Jesus got word of this, he told his disciples, he waited there for a few days, but then he told his disciples, he said, hey, we got to go wake up Lazarus because he's sleeping. And the disciples said, well, Lord, if he's sleeping, he'll do well. He'll get back up. But Jesus was really talking about that Lazarus was dead. And so he said, no, we got to go and wake up Lazarus because he's dead. And Jesus says these words, I'm paraphrasing. He said, and I am glad that I was not there to the extent that you would believe. I'm glad I wasn't there because now when I go, you're going to see me operate in a power that you've never seen me operate in. I'm going to get Lazarus back up. That's powerful. That's fourth dimensional thinking because Jesus called death sleeping. I want you to hear this. Jesus called death sleeping. Now, most folk don't call death sleeping. When somebody is dead, they say it's final. I can't do anything about it. We just got to bury him. We got to put everything together and have a funeral for him. That's not what Jesus said. That's not how he thought. He didn't see it that way. You cannot see your situation as final. If you see it as final and it can never get back up again, then you're done. Jesus didn't see it that way. Jesus looked at death as sleeping, which means if it is sleeping, I have the power to wake it back up again. And I want you to know that the same power lives inside of you. That same resurrection power lives inside of you. So look at the situations in your life that you have called dead. Because whatever you call something, that is what it is going to be. That's the power that you have in your mouth. The scripture says that death and life is in the power of your tongue and them that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So you have power in your mouth and you are calling those things that be not as though they exist. They already exist in the realm of the spirit. And if you call it that it will live. Look at your situations around you and say, you know what? I messed up. I was in my flesh. I was in my feelings. I was thinking in a carnal way and I called something final and I shouldn't have done that. Go back to it and say, no, you are going to live. My situation is going to get better. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and never beneath. This is this inner conversation that we've got to have. You don't need a prayer partner. You don't need anybody to encourage you. You got the encourager on the inside of you. You just have to change your mind, change the images that are in your mind and begin to move forward into this fourth dimensional thinking. That is so powerful. Even when Jesus got to the gravesite, everybody was crying and, and upset and Jesus was like, I don't understand why y'all crying. I'm getting ready to do something profound. See, the reason why we cry and get upset is because we don't understand that we have the power to change things. If you knew you had the power to change somebody's life and to change your own life, you wouldn't be crying. You wouldn't be upset. You wouldn't be ambivalent about what you need to do because you know the power of God is inside of you and you can change a situation. We need to think about what we are thinking about. I'm going to say that again. You need to start thinking about what you're thinking about. Analyze your thoughts. And if you do quickly, you'll know when you're in faith and when you're not. You'll know when you're thinking fourth dimensionally 
and when you're not. And all you got to do is correct that behavior. This is not the mind of Christ. This is not how God wants me to operate. I'm not a fearful person, so I don't need to operate in fear. We operate in fear because we let fear in. We operate in doubt because we let doubt in. We operate in frustration because we let frustration in. And anything that you let in will begin to control your life. So you have to recognize it and do something about it, especially if it's hindering you and harming you because you are the master of your own spirit. You got to learn how to master your frustration. You got to learn how to master your bad emotions. You got to learn how to recognize and realize when you are in a bad way and don't let that thing ride. You got to do something about it right now. We let things ride too long and then they get too difficult and tough. But if again, and most people don't do this because we can be lazy at times. I know this, but we've got to stop being lazy and be more proactive in our own deliverance. And this is what Jesus did. He says, this sickness is not unto death, but unto the glory of the Lord. How did Jesus know that? He's a fourth dimensional thinker because anything around me can't die. It's got to live. And that is how you have to think in the midst of a, a dying and doubting world. Anything around you that is seemingly dead, you got to speak to it and say, nope, you're not going to die. You're going to live. You're going to be all that God has promised you to be because it's what you declare. It's what you decree out of your own mouth. And Jesus was always led from within, never by people, never by problems, never by situations, never by circumstances. Jesus never got up and said, I'm going to listen to people today because he realized that the people were confused. Why would I listen to somebody that's confused? Why would I listen to somebody that don't know their way? Now, again, I am not saying that we can't take counsel from people, but very careful who you take counsel from. Don't take counsel from people that their life is a mess. Don't even pick up the phone and call people and ask them what to do. And you can look at their life and say, their life is in trouble. How can they help me? And then people say, well, you just judging. Yeah, I am. I'm judging their life and I'm seeing that they don't have what I need. But when you know people practice what they preach, you can ask them and they can give you, catch this, fourth dimensional wisdom knowledge, understanding. They can help you navigate through life's problems, life difficulties, and you can move every day in a realm of real-time revelation of what you need. Every problem you got, there's a solution to it right now. It's in the fourth dimension. It's not in your dimension. Every problem that you have, I want to say it again, is an opportunity to win and move forward into the things of God. So I don't want you to be discouraged about this. Jesus was never discouraged because he always understood what he needed to do and how we needed to do it. And he left that as an example so that we could do what he was doing, even at a greater level and even at a greater frequency. I hope you're catching what I'm saying today. And let me give you this last scripture in Mark chapter five. We want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood because she was a fourth dimensional thinker. And I really didn't read this until I started studying it. And I think it's going to bless you. In Mark chapter five, starting here, verse number 25, it says, and a certain woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, 
and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. I'm going to pause right there and say that's how many people are living their lives. They're going from one place to another place, searching, looking for answers, wanting to get better. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you just can't find it in the third dimension. And she was right there looking for things to get better. But notice what the scripture says again. She suffered many things at the hands of the physicians, going to the doctors, taking their prescriptions. And I'm not knocking people that take prescriptions. So don't go there today. I'm not talking about that. But what I'm saying is we've got to learn how to talk to God about everything, even about the doctors we go to. Just don't get up and just go to the doctor. Talk to God about it. And if he uses a doctor to bring about healing and the deliverance, praise God. But don't be like a robot and just get up and just do what you've always done. She was seeking. She was looking. But notice what had happened to her. She spent all she had and was nothing better, but she grew worse. That is not the place you want to be in, but that's the place a lot of people are in, saved and unsaved alike. But verse number 27 says this, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Notice verse 28, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. This is this inner conversation that I was talking about earlier these talks that we have with ourselves. This woman said in herself, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Now, where is this coming from? She's thinking fourth dimensionally. She's thinking in a realm that she wasn't thinking in before. Something shifted in this woman's life. I don't know all the situations that caused this, but I do know something changed in her. Maybe it was just because of all the frustration that she had. She had she had hit rock bottom. She couldn't do anything in that realm. So she decided, she said to herself, the self-talk, she said to herself, if I can touch his garments, something special is in them garments. If I can get to them, there's an anointing there. There's a power there. There's victory for me. But if I can touch the hem of his clothes, I shall be made whole. Catch this, not healed, whole, put back together better before I got sick. See, when God makes you whole, he makes everything around you whole. Just not your situation, but everything. This woman needed to be made whole because she had no money. She was broke, busted, and disgusted. The scripture says she had grown worse. All of this had taken a toll on her emotionally, physiologically, psychologically. Everything about her situation was messed up. So she said, if I can touch, hear me clearly, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole in every area. God wants to make you whole in every area. He just doesn't want to heal you in the physical realm. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal your emotions. He wants to put your money back in your bank account that you lost from dealing with all of these people. God is concerned about every facet 
of your life. And verse 29, guess this, based upon her confession, based upon her decision, she selected in her conscience that I am going to touch the hem of his garment and nothing is going to stop me. And I'm going to get my healing and I'm going to be made whole today. And straightway, verse 29 says, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Wow. One decision she made caused the power of God to be released her way. And I want to encourage you right in through here. You are one decision away from all of your problems going away about what you've been dealing with. Did you hear what I said? You are one decision away. And yet you're one decision away of your situation staying the same. So make a decision about what you want. Make a decision about your physical body. Make a decision about your finances. Make a decision about your relationships. Make a decision away. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of this plague. Everything shifted in her body when she made a decision. I believe when she said, when I touch the hem of his garment, everything about my body is going to shift. And it did. Because all of these things are working together inside of you. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Everybody was around Jesus, but everybody was not there to get a touch from him. She was. And Jesus connected with her because of the decision she made. Notice how powerful that is. When you make a decision that you're going to get to God, when you make a decision that certain things are going to turn around in your life, you begin to connect with the people who can make that happen for you. And that is what I'm trying to tell you today. I got all the way here to tell you that, that when you make a decision, the portals opened up for this woman to get connected to Jesus. She didn't have coffee with him, dinner with him, none of that. She initiated her own deliverance. She initiated her own way out. She initiated her own opportunities. We sit down and we cry and we murmur about what we don't have. We all do it. But I need you to think about what you do have. You've got a decision to make. That's what you do have. You don't have to sit there and murmur and complain about the bank didn't give you the loan. The money is going to come another way. The house is going to come another way. The job is going to come another way. But you won't know this if you're pouting. And you're upset. We got to shift our mentality and say, this has been harming me and hurting me for too long. And Jesus recognized this. He linked up with this woman and he knew power had gone out of him. Now, the disciples, they said unto him, Lord, what are you talking about? In verse 31, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and saith, who touched you? You don't see all of these people. You got all kinds of people bumping up against you, but they didn't understand he was like, something left my body. I knew. I know when power has left me. I know when somebody has touched me with the intention of being made whole. Verse 32. And he looked around about and he saw her that had done this thing. He connected up with her now. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down and told him everything. 
The Bible says she told him all the truth. She probably told him from the moment she had got sick 12 years ago. She told him the whole story, the truth and nothing but the truth. But praise God, it was through this fourth dimensional thinking that this woman was able to get a touch from God. And these are examples that I'm giving you. You are no different than this woman. I am no different than this woman. The difference is she made a choice. So I'm asking you, what are you going to do today? Are you going to make a choice? Are you going to make a selection of what you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to have? Being guided by the Spirit of God and letting him connect you with the people and letting the opportunities come to you. You'll be led to it. Don't worry about it. The modus operandi for every selection and choice will begin to work. Every idea that you have, there's a mechanics in that idea that will get you to the right door, the right person. You just got to trust the process. Whatever the Spirit of God tell you to do, do it. Don't be frustrated about it. Don't be fearful about it. It'll come to you and it will challenge you because it's something you've never done before. But I want you to know it is going to work for your good. That's what I want to say to you today. It is going to work out for your benefit, but you've got to shift from third dimensional thinking to fourth dimensional thinking. And when you do, everything is going to open up for you. That's all that I wanted to tell you today. I pray that there was a few things that I said in this fourth dimensional thinking that blessed you. Listen to this podcast over and over and over and over again. If you were blessed, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com and drop me a line and let me know that this podcast is blessing you. You can go to my website at www.thomasadeloach.com. Dot com. There's a subscriber box on the homepage. Put your email in there and click the send button and I'll send you a free PDF. Also, if you will scroll all the way down to the bottom of the website, there's a donation tab. I need financial donors who will connect with me that will allow me to continue to bring these shows to you. It does cost money for me to produce them, but if you are being blessed, no dollar amount is too big, no dollar amount is too small, and everything that you give allows me to continue to empower you. That's my aim. That's what I want to do for you. All right, I want you to go out there today and think fourth dimensionally in every situation and watch every situation bless you is my prayer. Until next time, God bless you and peace to the family. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be Be empowered. empowered.